Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we're going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are going to have a little chat about minimalism. I'm sure you've all heard of minimalism. If you listen to this podcast, you are probably interested in minimalism or you have come across it in some way uh, or some form. But there is a little bit more to it. So minimalism is a word that gets thrown around a lot these days. I think it's a very, you know, popular kind of buzzword and something that a lot of people are interested in and possibly aspiring to. But I wanted us to have a bit of a chat about it and break it down and tease out some of the misconceptions about minimalism because I think sometimes Mm. it gets a bit of a bad rep. And I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's necessarily the case. Yeah, that's true. It is, it's one of those things that doesn't have a solid definition. And so everyone's got their own idea of what it is. And then people make assumptions about it. And then people make broad generalizing statements about it as well, which then contributes to some misinformation and some assumptions. So yeah, that's why we're covering it today. We want to talk about it properly. Yeah. And we've, I mean, we've used the term minimalist or minimalism I'm sure regularly throughout this podcast and I don't know if I would say I identify as a minimalist but how about you Beck? No no I don't identify as a minimalist. I have my own term (laughs) which uh, we we, we'll get to that later actually I think I I won't confuse things now Mm. but no I don't identify as a minimal as a minimalist. I I definitely love some of the aspects and try and tap into or buy into some of the ideas around minimalism but I yeah yeah, I wouldn't go as far as calling myself a minimalist either so let's Mm. um let's get cracking let's talk about what it is I went to see if I could come up with a concrete definition and like you said there's not there's not one they all kind of differ but generally speaking minimalism is a lifestyle which is based around the idea of owning the fewest belongings possible for you to live your life authentically. And that mm. that doesn't mean owning nothing and it doesn't mean owning, there's no prescribed number that's not like you have to only own 12 things or 136 or, mm. you know, what it, but I guess it's, uh, I guess it's, it's a personal about, thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really personal to your own circumstances, but about not owning excess, I guess, is the idea. Yeah. Yeah, as little as possible to to align with your values and meet your goals. I, I would say that's probably the way it is. So the um, the minimalists, uh, which I've talked about, we've talked about the minimalists before. I think I might have talked about them on our episode, my episode with Alex where we talked about minimalism. So the minimalists are Josh, your fields, Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus and they are quite famous minimalists and they are big advocates for simplifying life and their definition i guess they're reluctant they're probably very reluctant to to do this but i would say they were asked to sum it up but they summed it up in one sentence saying minimalism is a tool to rid yourself of like life's excess in favor of focusing on what's important so you can find happiness fulfillment and freedom yeah the minimalists i think have really brought minimalism to the forefront again and made it very popular but it's not mm. a new idea it didn't start with them they didn't 
They're yeah, not the first sure. people to ever come up with it. And if you look back at history, there's references, you know, for thousands and thousands of years to a minimalist lifestyle and they're mm. scattered throughout history and quite often they're tied to religious groups who discuss the notion of giving up possessions to allow you to focus spiritually either on the divine or focus um, more deeply on what was really important. So things like the Mm. Buddhist monks talked about giving up possessions, Catholic nuns, things like that, that basically, you know, and and when you you think of it, you go, oh, yeah, you know, they they talk about giving Mm. up your worldly possessions to focus on what is truly important. And I think modern-day minimalism is an extension of that. It's applying that not just to your Mm. religious life but to your entire life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there is a little bit of a misconception or a bit of a, a confusion of terms because of there is also the term used for aesthetics. So minimalist minimalist aesthetics, minimalist architecture, minimalist design, uh, a lot of people will confuse a minimalist lifestyle with a minimalist aesthetic. And, you know, in the 50s and 60s, minimalism was quite popular as part of the, the whole modernist movement as far as architecture and design goes. And a lot of people kind of think of that when they think of minimalism. Mm. And um, so sometimes that can be confused as well because they think it means white, empty spaces, you know, clean lines and not much stuff. Yeah, and I guess there's a, there is that same theme that runs through all of the discussion of minimalism which is that you remove the things that aren't essential to focus on the core but that is extrapolated out when you when you come to lifestyle it's not um, when you talk about a minimalist lifestyle and I guess this is a perfect place to move into some of the misconceptions you're not just talking about living <laughs> in an apartment with stark white walls and yeah. one piece of furniture you know like that's where people confuse the whole aesthetic versus the lifestyle yeah. of a minimalist. Yeah, they'll often say that it's boring or cold or barren. And that's, you know, a lot of minimalists will really kind of rally against that and say, my life is anything but boring and my life is anything but cold and, and barren. And they they still, you know, minimalists can still have art and they can still have beautiful things and they can still have colour and, and all of those things as part of their lifestyle. And so the assumption that it means you're devoid of any life <laughs> and yeah. interest is, is, is inaccurate. One thing that I think is quite funny when you either look up minimalism or you talk to people about it is this general misconception that to be a minimalist firstly you can only own a fixed number of possessions that as if some some point in history someone set down the exact right number of possessions to own and if you don't meet that number you're not a minimalist but then Mm. also that to be a minimalist you would need to either be vegan or vegetarian you have to be nomadic you know no fixed dress you must be single childless you know like rich kind of like (laughs) yeah. yeah and I don't know I don't know where over time those ideas have come from um and I guess there's elements of people that are minimalist that also subscribe to a vegan or vegetarian mm. lifestyle but they're not you know mutually exclusive yeah yeah and the same with you know nomadic you 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 can be a minimalist it's easier to be nomadic if you're a minimalist but you don't have to be 
nomadic. If you are following a, a minimalist lifestyle, you can also stay put. <laughs> and a lot of people say it's too hard with children. Um, minimalists have to be childless. Um, you have to be single because it's too hard to to do it with with other things. So you know, if you want to be a minimalist, you have to be single and you have to be childless. And a lot of people criticize the the minimalist Josh and uh, Ryan for this as well. But they say minimalism is just for privileged childless people that usually say but I find that a really interesting assumption is that you can only be uh, that it's only possible to be minimalist if you're privileged or wealthy and I'm I'm not quite sure how I feel about that being privileged myself I don't want to make an assumption about privilege uh, or about not having privilege because I don't have it I mean Sorry, I'm going the other way because I have privilege. So I do not want to speak on behalf of those who don't, but I do struggle to understand it. And I'd be interested if anyone had any good perspectives on on how they they think that or why they think that perhaps minimalism is only for the privileged or the wealthy, because I, I'm not quite sure if I understand that or not. Mm. And I think sometimes it's the whole chicken and the egg because having a minimalist lifestyle often leads you to have more money. Mm. So I don't know that it's necessarily the money that leads you to the lifestyle. It might be the lifestyle that leads you to the money, you know. Off, it yeah, might be yeah, a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I do have this 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 nagging thing in the back of my head that that says that if you aren't privileged, you are too afraid to be a minimalist in case you lose everything. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have that backup. You, if you've only got one of everything and then all of a sudden something breaks, you don't have that money behind you to replace it so you can get into trouble. So that's one thing where I think perhaps there is a little bit of merit in the argument that you are you can be more comfortable being a minimalist if you're wealthy because you don't have that fear. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. But then again, you know, the less you buy, the more money you have. <laughs> so you can save a lot of money by having less stuff as well. But, yeah, but I'm quite aware that's that's a complex argument and I don't want to make an assumption and say it's wrong. Um, I think there's a lot to it, to that sort of discussion there, much more than what we have time to go into today. Yeah, absolutely. Might be something we open up on our um, in our Facebook community and keep the chat yeah. going on that. Yeah. Um, another misconception about living a minimalist lifestyle is that it's really restrictive or it's based on self-deprivation and I think when you once you start talking to people that identify as minimalists, it's definitely not that at all. It's not mm. about self self deprivation. They're not being hard on themselves, restricting themselves. They're just making really informed, intentional decisions. And I think mm. we've become so accustomed to doing things automatically without intentionality that living that way seems restrictive but I don't think I don't I definitely don't think that's the case yeah well also because a lot of the of our the way we've been raised is we're rewarded with stuff and we reward ourselves with stuff we when we feel down we buy something to make ourselves feel better so then of course the opposite of you know not having things or not buying things could definitely feel like a self-deprivation of some kind just because of the way that we were raised. And I think minimalists, if they'd made that mindset change of, you know, I don't need the stuff to make me happy, therefore going without it isn't depriving myself. Mm, That's it. So essentially minimalism is just about getting rid of the things in your life 
or not bringing things into your life that don't add value and putting the things that are really critically important to you at the forefront. So experiences, relationships, and the material possessions that add, you know, immense value to your life. So Hmm. now that we've kind of talked about what it's not and a little bit about what it is, what are the benefits, Beck? Can you see some benefits to living a minimalist lifestyle? Definitely. And like you said before, you know, you even though you and I don't call ourselves minimalists, we do have a lot of the what would the word be characteristics of minimalism in our lifestyle with the the intentionality around what we bring into our homes and things like that and i think that we can reap those benefits of minimalism without actually having the full minimal, minimalist experience and so we probably don't get as much of the rewards as we would if we were minimalists but we can still reap some of them so one of them is and I think that we can all be better at this, whether we're a minimalist or not, is one of the benefits of minimalist lifestyles is that they consume less and then subsequently subsequently have a lower impact on the environment. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked before about Annie Leonard's story of stuff. And for those that haven't seen that, I'll pop a link to that in the show notes again. But when you consider that there's statistics saying that in the US at the moment, only 1% of total material flows through consumer system is still in use after six months Mm. of production and that's really disturbing and it really is it's incredible yeah so absolutely consuming less and using less definitely is a benefit and going on from that you end up spending less you've got less debt and you end up Mm. having better control of your finances because when you're really intentional about what you buy and buying what you really need and Mm. what you use um, you know, and only those things, yeah. And only those things, yeah. The money becomes less of a concern, or you 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 know redistribute the money. Um, it might not be that your bank account is bigger, but it might be that you are richer in experiences that yeah, you, you travel, travel more, more often, maybe. Mm. You know that you eat out more, that you do other things that give you great value and great joy with your money rather than acquiring possessions. So mm. I think those things kind of go hand in hand, for sure. Um, you'll have less housework. Yes. <laughs> We've said this, we say this a lot, but if you reduce the volume, if you get rid of clutter in your house, you can reduce the volume of housework by 40%. And so if you were a minimalist, then you're going to reduce it by even more because we all know that tidying up for the cleaning is actually the most <laughs> time-consuming part of the whole house cleaning thing is like getting rid of all of the stuff so that you can actually vacuum or sweep or wipe. And so if you don't have all of that stuff to move and put away, then cleaning uh, is going to be a lot quicker. Yeah, and then that extra time you have and the time that you have that you're not busy researching stuff to buy, acquiring what to buy, maintaining whatever you've bought, all of that, mm. you have all this extra time then that you can be really intentional about how you use it and spend more time on your hobbies or with people that you love or mm. um, having experiences or just resting or being relaxed, you know, or focusing yeah. on your health. Like the time then you can use to spend on other things, which I think could be be a huge bonus. Yeah, it gives you that f- a flexibility and a freedom that you know you you uh you don't have when you're tied down to all of the tasks that uh surround all of your stuff um you can also really uh improve the quality of the things that you own as well because uh, a lot of minimalists instead of 
quantity, they go for quality. So they might just have two really good white shirts instead of five mediocre cheap white shirts, for example. And, you know, they they can then, you can then um, invest in quality things. And you tend to value the things that you own more when you have less as well. We talked about this with the, when we talked about children. And when you only have a few possessions, they become a lot more valuable to you and a lot more important to you and you appreciate them more. And so there's more gratitude in your life as well in a minimalist lifestyle too. Yeah, I heard this great quote the other day, um, which was the best way to enjoy your favourite things is only to own your favourite yeah. things. And I was like, I really like that. I think yeah. that really resonates. Yeah, it um, does. And that's that. I get I get this feeling and I feel a bit dorky for admitting it but or a bit weird for admitting it. <laughs> we won't it. I judge know. you. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I, I'll walk into my bedroom or I'll open my wardrobe or I'll walk into my kitchen or something like that and I'll just look at it and I'll just go, I love this. Like I love the space and I love the things that are in it and I haven't always felt like that. It's sort of just it's been something that I've worked on over the years but, you know, walking into a space and feeling like a sense of gratitude for it automatically without having to make myself be grateful for things, it just pops up. I just walk into my bedroom and go, oh, my God, I love this room. Or, you know, I, I'll pull out an item of clothing or I'll pull out my Converse and I'll be like, I'm so glad I have these shoes because I love them and they're perfect. You know, little things like that, when you only have your favourite things, you know, you just have this greater sense of you know, everything's just okay. Everything's good. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that was key. And essentially, that's what we're trying to get everyone to that point. Mm. You know, I know certainly when I'll do wardrobe declutters and stuff with people, and I say, can you imagine opening the cupboard and being excited to wear everything in here? Because it's mm. such a rare feeling. We hold on to all this stuff that doesn't fit. That's too big. That's too small. That's too tight that we bought that never really suited us, you know, like, and we look at our wardrobes with this feeling of regret. And it's like, can you imagine opening these cupboard doors and going, oh, I just mm. love everything in here. I want to wear <laughs> everything because they're all my favourites. Like yep. that would that's a feeling to aspire to. And I think having a minimalist lifestyle, because they are so carefully curating mm. what they own, that's that they kind of operate at that higher plane where they love everything that they've brought into their life because they have put so much thought into it it having a space in their life yeah in 2005 a professor in the US don't know his name not quite sure about where the study was held but I'm I will find out and put a link to it in our show notes uh did a study on some Americans and he looked at people that voluntarily simplified their their life i don't know if he went if they went quite as far as being fully minimalistic but people that generally simplified their life with less possessions um less obligation that kind of thing and then mainstream americans and he compared the two and that they said despite the age gender and geography differences of those two groups the people that voluntarily simplified their life reported significantly higher levels of life satisfaction pleasant emotions and fewer unpleasant experiences and emotions so there's Hmm. you know there's studies out there that prove that just taking the initiative to simplify Hmm. um your life has you know big results on in terms of your emotional happiness for sure yeah 
I would agree with that. And anyone who is a minimalist will tell you that they're really glad they did it. And you would hope that they wouldn't tell you that you had to be a minimalist in order to be happy, but I don't think they would. Uh, They would just say they are happy being minimalist and it has made their life a lot better. And I think, you know, if it does appeal to people, then it could be worth trying because it could make you happy as well. But, you know, you can still get the benefits just from having a more intentional life uh, as well. Unfortunately, though, even though there's all these benefits to minimalism, our economies are actually really dependent on a consumerist lifestyle. And I think that if all of a sudden we all became minimalist, our entire Western economic structure would collapse, um, mm. which is a bit of a shame, really. So we have a whole lot of we have a whole lot of factors working against us as far as if we wanted to aim for simplicity and or minimalism. We have an entire culture of consumerism working against us because there would be quite a a large dramatic economic upheaval if everyone all of a sudden stopped buying stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I can't see that ever happening. That's true. It's not going to yeah, I mean, our culture is is based around worshipping material wealth. We've all grown up thinking having more equals being better, mm. um, and we've talked about that before. But one way, if you're identifying with this idea of being a minimalist or you just like some of the philosophies and want to start incorporating some of the minimalist ideas into your life, one of the things I would say is just being aware of the consumerist society that you live within, Mm. that, you know, be aware of the advertising. They say the average person today sees between 5,000 and 10,000 ads per day. Mm. And every one of these ads, when you think about it, is reinforcing the message that we need something, whatever they're selling, to be a better version of ourselves. So it's no wonder then that we (laughs) constantly feel like we're not good enough Mm. because ads keep telling us that if we had that shampoo, our hair would be shinier. If we wore that watch, you know, we'd be early to appointments and look cooler. If we had those sunglasses, we, you know, like that's what ads do. That's what they're there to do. And, And they do keep the economy going because we buy into that. We go, yes, I would be cooler Mm. and have shinier hair and whatever so I will purchase that and then I will see the next ad for the next thing and think that's great and Mm. then I will purchase that and you know we're on this cycle of being unfulfilled yeah (laughs) so we keep purchasing purchasing. and Yeah. yeah it does keep our economies going which is fine but I think just having an awareness of the society that you live within yeah. And that that is the message that's being told to you over and over again can reduce that the impact it has on your life. Yeah. And just because, you know, the the economy does rely on us buying stuff doesn't mean that we have to buy into it. There's plenty of other people out there buying. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of um, I'm sort of like I don't I just have this attitude of, well, I don't care. And I, I think that if enough people stop buying the whole fast fashion kind of thing, that then businesses and um, manufacturers and large companies are going to be forced to be to be smarter about how they they do things as well. And so we might get some things like um, things that we might get 
products that last longer. We might get products that can be repairable instead of you being having to be thrown away. Um, we might, you know, start seeing a bit more responsible production of things as well. So I think that there's no way that everyone listening to this podcast all of a sudden going minimalist is going to collapse the economy. That is never going to happen. So we can do our bit and we can choose to have a more minimalist lifestyle and choose to uh, ignore the push towards consumerism and um, and make our own lives better and sort of just ignore that, <laughs> ignore all of the outside influences because, you know, you can we can do what we want. Uh, we can choose to, to do our own thing. Yeah, or even, you know, pivot to try and support your local economy more than the global economy. You know, if you yeah. if you want to buy something and and you think your life will be better for it, see if there's something you can that you can find that same or a similar pair of sunglasses that's made in the country that you live in or made um in the state that you live in, you know, that kind of thing. You could just try and pivot a bit so that mm. You might not be going cold turkey and going full minimalist and giving up on the consumerist lifestyle, but it might just be that you are a bit more considered about Mm. how much you're buying and how much you're disposing of and also where it's coming from. Yeah. So I guess just that that last the last point would be that we've you talked about a study earlier about satisfaction increasing with a reduced or a simplified life. And just going back to that again, that happiness and owning stuff uh, are not necessarily the same thing. And there have been studies that have proven that experiences can actually give us greater sense of long-term satisfaction and contentment than owning possessions. Uh, So there are other things that we gain a lot of positive things from other than stuff. And so if you're worried about minimalism taking away happiness, we actually need experiences, gratitude and connection to others to be happy, not stuff. So it is possible to be very happy with very little stuff. That's a great point. So if this is starting to resonate and um, people thinking, oh, I like the idea of this, how do we how do we know if embracing minimalism or or some aspects of minimalism how how would we know if it's right for us if you're overwhelmed i think that would be a really good it's a really good indicator that there is something unintentional or excessive happening and that feeling of overwhelm uh, is a really good indicator that there might be excess that can be trimmed away to um, so that you can find Uh, focus more on the things that are important and you can actually figure out what's important instead of just being overwhelmed by everything. Yeah, I think as well if you have a feeling that you're not living possibly as your most authentic self, you know, if you're a bit dissatisfied with your life or you feel like you're forever trying to match up to someone else's standards and ideals, it might be an indicator that things are off, things are just not right. You know, maybe firstly maybe you haven't worked out what your values are or that you're not living in line with those values. So maybe getting clear on those kind of things might be a really good first step. And, and then from that, embracing some of the minimalist philosophies you know, could really help you then live in alignment with your values and feel like you're living an authentic life. Mm. 
And people, anyone who just has a craving for simplicity, you know, they're just sick of the drama, they're sick of the complexity, they're sick of all of the stuff that's happening. Um, minimal, minimalist lifestyle doesn't take away everything that hurts, but it takes away complexity, which makes everything seem a little bit easier to deal with. If you find that your life is overly complex and feels like you're just jumping from one drama or one crisis to the next, that might be another indicator that um, a more intentional lifestyle could be helpful for you. So that could be another thing to consider as well as if you're craving simplicity. And if you want to move away from having a really consumerist lifestyle, and like we said, it might just be leaning in on some of the minimalist principles, not necessarily adopting an entire minimalist lifestyle, but Mm. maybe getting getting clear on, you know, being intentional with what you own and what you bring into your house is is a really good place to start. So if you feel like you have been on that consumerist treadmill and you don't know a way to get off of it, maybe um, reading up a bit more about minimalism might be a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. And if you're concerned about the environment as well because minimalist mm-hmm. lifestyle definitely has a well, I shouldn't say definitely because not always, but it can definitely reduce your environmental footprint for sure. So the minimalists say if it's something you're interested in and you want to know where to start, they say getting started is as simple as asking yourself this one question. How might your life be better if you owned fewer material possessions? So I will pop a link to that in my show notes mm-hmm. and you can take some time to have a ponder on that question and that would be a really good place to um to start if you're thinking that this might be something you want to get more involved with yeah and another quote that i love is one by Colin Wright and Colin Wright is actually a friend of the minimalists and I think he was the inspiration for Joshua to get started in minimalism and Mm -hmm. he says we don't get bonus points when we die for owning more stuff than the other guy nor do we get a trophy for owning less than someone else we do get to smile on our deathbeds if we enjoyed the hell out of life however so that's what I plan to focus on. I like that. Yeah, I love that. Mm. That's so good. Yeah and there's Um, I like the idea I, I like the thing in there where he also adds you know, we don't get a trophy for owning less either. So, you know, there's not a competitive, there's no com- competition in this of, you know, you're not, not a minimalist if you don't own as few pieces as me. It's about, you know, owning what's right for you so that you can focus on really enjoying life. And, you know, there's so many variations on this theme out there and there's so much information. There's a lot of places you can go looking and we'll go through a few of those in a minute but there are people that just talk about owning a minimalist wardrobe you know Mm. the rest of their life might not you know subscribe to some of the ideals of um, minimalism but when it comes to a wardrobe they own a minimalist wardrobe you have other people that are really minimalist when it comes to um, parenting and how many toys they have you know available for their children you know like Mm. there's aspects you can you can it's kind of like a choose your own adventure Mm -hmm. there's some really fabulous material out there studies and practices of people that have embraced minimalism and you get to pick and choose the things that you think might enhance your life and Mm. I think that's what's really great about minimalism as a whole is it just gives us an alternative and if we're not happy we're not enjoying the way we're living currently and we think we'd like something it's not about 
you know, adopting a cookie cutter approach and making your life match theirs. It's about saying, well, what can I learn from them? What can I implement in my life that could make my life feel richer and fuller? And how can I adapt it to work for my situation? Like I know Leo Babatua, who's a, um, I guess he's, you'd call him a famous minimalist. Possibly, yeah. could you call him famous? I guess, yeah. Well, he—I um, mean, we're famous to us, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in well, certainly in minimalist circles, he's right up there. Yep. He's got six kids. Now mm. you go—that's not very minimalist, having <laughs> six children. But it's not—it's not that you can't have six kids and be a minimalist. Exactly. It's that you know that that's his he does life minimalism and his way. Just, yeah. Yeah. He, he applies a, an approach that works for him and that works for his six kids. Mm. So it's not that he has, you know, hardly any pairs of socks in his house because he needs enough socks to put on all of his six kids, you know, like it's just you make it work for you. So yep. um, where else can we get information, Beck, if we want to find out more? On our show notes, we'll put a whole lot of links on the show notes and uh, we'll also have a bit of a chat about it in our on our social media. There are some good um, like we mentioned before, the, the minimalist. There's a lot of stuff on their website, and they've got a podcast as well that's definitely worth a listen. You can quite find quite a lot of stuff on YouTube. Joshua Becker is a famous minimalist that you can have a look at some of his stuff. Yeah. Colin Wright has a blog. Courtney Carver that we mentioned in the minimalist fashion challenge project three three three. Yep. She's got a lot of stuff on her website as well. So we will put links to all of these people. But if you just go to the world of Google and type in minimalism. There's so much information out there and a lot of personal stories that you can probably um, dig into. So I think essentially minimalism aims to provide a model for living and acquiring intentionally and making space in your life for what's truly important and valuable. And I hope you understand minimalism and the lifestyle a bit more from what we've discussed today. There will be a whole lot more chatter about this going on in our Facebook page after the episode. So please come and join us there in our community. We would love to hear what you think about this. And we'd love you to share this episode with anyone else that you think might get a benefit from it. Thanks very much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.